You're listening to the Hockey Podcast Network, your home for hockey talk covering every team in the NHL. New episodes every Monday. Download at thehockeypodcastnetwork.com or wherever you get your podcasts from. everybody. Welcome to the Tell It Abs It Is podcast. I'm your host, Griffin Youngs. We got some things to talk about. We got some things to talk about with this team, but first things first, I have to fulfill my obligations, unlike a certain Denver-based Colorado hockey team. So this episode of the Tell It Abs It Is podcast is sponsored by DraftKings Sportsbook. DraftKings Sportsbook is not only my favorite sportsbook, but it is also America's top-rated sportsbook. It is incredibly easy to navigate, and for new bettors looking to get into the world of sports gambling, it has plenty of instruction, and it is easy to get in on the action with all the limitless ways that you can bet on major sports like the NHL and the NBA, all the way down to the most minuscule sports that you can imagine. And if you're looking to get in, to the DraftKings world, listen to this great offer. DraftKings Sportsbook is putting you courtside with a chance to turn $1 into $100 in site credits. That's right, pick any basketball team that is still in contention, bet $1, and if that team wins, you win $100 in site credits. But don't forget, DraftKings Sportsbook also offers great odds and promotions on baseball, hockey, and so, so much more all week long. If you were looking at that Vegas money line and you put a sizable amount of money down, you're rolling in it right now. You're rolling in it. DraftKings is safe, secure, and reliable, so you can deposit and withdraw your funds at your convenience. Download the top-rated DraftKings Sportsbook app now and use promo code THPN when you sign up to turn $1 into $100 in free credits. Bet on the basketball team of your choice to win their next game, and if they do, you will claim $100 in free credits. That's promo code THPN for a limited time, only at DraftKings Sportsbook. So I am here after the conclusion of Game 4 between the Avalanche and the Golden Knights. And I don't need to tell you that that sucked. That was genuinely pathetic. Some of the worst hockey I have ever seen this team play in a long time. At very least this season, the worst hockey I've seen this team play. This, this team's had their clunkers this season. I, I've come on this show in the past, or especially earlier in the season, and given my two cents about the inconsistencies of this team and how it's time to put up or shut up, like, I, like back in March, they had like a couple losses to the Sharks. I was pretty I was pretty annoyed by it, but nothing I've ever said on this show compares to just the frustration that I'm feeling right now. You know, like what the f- what, what was that? 
what was that? What was that performance? Why, like, where did you go? What happened to the avalanche? What happened to the team we saw against St. Louis? What happened to the team we saw in game one of this series? What happened to the team that won the President's Trophy? Like, I'm, I'm, I'm kind of lost for words right now. Like, I kind of don't know what to say. Like, I really just kind of feel like at a loss because I just watched this team turn into a pumpkin. Like, I just, I, I feel kind of lost for words right now. Like, I, I want to just go in on this team and their effort and just rip them to shreds, but, like, the, the words that I want to say just are not coming to me because, like, I just, I really cannot believe what I just watched, that I just watched this team put up such an embarrassing performance again for the second straight game, really for the third straight game. I mean, game two is when this series shifted. I don't know what the hell happened in the first intermission of game two, but like what happened there? How did this series just shift on a dime so dramatically in one period? All of a sudden, after the Avalanche dominate game one and are in good control after the first period of game two, they're up two to one, Vegas just takes over and they have yet to relent. The only time the Avalanche have taken back any form of control was the overtime of game two with the power play. Since then, there has been nothing of the sort. This team has not led once. They have not deserved to lead once. They have not won a single period. They have been outshot to kingdom come. And like, 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 what do you do when you just don't know what to say? I don't know what to say to that. I don't know what to say to what I just watched. To that humiliating, embarrassing performance in game four. That was somehow worse than Game 3. I guess I should say the scores. The Avalanche lose Games 3 and 4. They lose Game 3, final score 3-2. to two. They lose Game 4, final score 5-1. to one. Series is now tied. Going back to Colorado, it's a best of three. Colorado has two games at home should the series go seven games. I... I just, I'm really, truly at a loss for words. You know, like there, there have just been times on the show where I just, I lose my train of thought or I don't have anything else to say on a matter. Like, I truly, honest to God right now, nothing that I can say can really do justice to just how pathetic this was. This is not the team I watched all season. Where the hell is the top line? Where did you guys go? You know, I'm just going to start there and work my way through this. Where did the team go? Where did the rest of you go? McKinnon has been silent. Rantanen had a power play goal in game three. That was very nice. But at five on five, 
there's just been nothing. I mean, Vegas has had their way with this team for at least eight straight periods now. You don't count the overtime period because that lasted, what, like three minutes? Barely anything. The Avalanche were on the power play essentially the entire time. But ever since this series shifted to Vegas, Colorado has not had an ounce of momentum once. Actually, they did. They had an ounce of momentum once, and that was early in Game 4. Brandon Saad opens the scoring early, under two minutes into the game. Crowd is silent. We're all feeling good, like, okay, they've snapped out of it. And what happens? Patrick Nemeth immediately takes a penalty puts himself in the box, and before you know it, Vegas is at 10 shots. All that momentum is now dead. They're back in the game, but they didn't score until Patrick Nemeth steps back onto the ice again, where he just fucking sends a pass up the middle of the ice. With, I, I, this, this is one of the worst plays I have seen all season. And it better be the last time I see Patrick Nemeth in an abs uniform. He just stiffens up like a board behind the net and attempts a behind-the-back blind pass up the middle of the ice that goes directly to a Golden Knight. It looks like they score immediately. It hits off the post. It looked like the Avalanche thought that the puck was already in the net, but just it went off the post and... Jonathan Marcheseau cashes in on an open net, and now the game is tied. And that's the end of the positives for the Avalanche. Patrick Nemeth is done. But we're done with that. The fact that Patrick Nemeth played tonight is a complete failure on Jared Bednar's part, and he deserves every bit of crap that he is going to get for that. Bo Byram needs to fucking play. And if it's not Byram, it needs to be McDonald. You cannot keep doing this with this guy he can't play do not give me this shit that he can play on the penalty kill he completely derailed this hockey game and this isn't even the last mistake that he made in this game just oh my god i can't believe he played this game i can't believe it he didn't play well in game three either he hasn't played well this entire playoff he has not played well since we got him at the trade deadline you can't keep doing this. If we play Nemeth in game five, I'm probably going to have a stroke. Like, I don't know what the coaching staff sees in this guy. I don't know what they see. It's genuinely insane that they keep trotting this guy out there. And you got what you deserved tonight. You got what you deserved putting him in the lineup. Now, now you know you can't do it. Now you know that that's it. You just can't play this guy anymore. This is probably one of the worst games I've seen from an avalanche in a while. This was a disaster from him. You have Bo Byram completely healthy and wasting away in the press box. Nemeth continues to turn over the puck. He had his worst turnover tonight. I ironically, a perfect pass, better than any pass he has ever given an avalanche. Like, where where are those passes, Pat, where you're trying to pass a puck to someone on your team, but you can put it tape to tape to the other team when you're not even looking? 
that's even more impressive. You're not even trying and you can do tape-to-tape passes. And, like, putting that right in front of your own net, completely derailing this game, and Vegas never looked back from there. Somehow, the... I mean, the first period, I mean, it wasn't that bad. It's probably the best period the Avalanche played in Vegas, if we're being honest. It looked like this game was going to be a lot more interesting than it ended up being. And then you get to the second period of this game, and Vegas just takes right back over again. I... Like we're just waiting. We've just been waiting in this series for this the magical switch to flip, and Colorado to be good again. To be the team that swept St. Louis, absolutely rocked this Vegas team seven to one, and like the, it just. I think we're all just waiting for the period because all it took was just one period in Game Two for this team to just completely disappear. And just never be heard from again. Like, I don't know who this team is. And the effort that I saw in this game is, like, scary. It, like, has shaken me to my core to watch how this team played in this game and how they responded to Vegas. They didn't respond. Game three... They got thoroughly outplayed by the Golden Knights. They still almost stole the game, but they deservedly lost. They got what they deserved with that loss with two goals in 45 seconds. Jared Bednar, probably the angriest anybody has ever seen him after a game. He ripping this team and their effort. He specifically calls out the top line, says, look at the numbers. Their top guys were way better than ours. It's not even close. And he's completely right. You know, even after game three, I was annoyed at the result and like hurt that we were so close to being up three to nothing and then it just goes away. But I liked what I heard from Bednar and I liked what I was hearing from the interviews for the rest of the team. And I liked our history with coming back from losses and bad performances. We usually bounce back well. Now after this, I've, I feel like I just got punched in the face. They somehow managed to play worse. Like, you want to know what just made me turn off the game and just make me go for a walk? Evan Rowell tweets that the Avs have five shots on goal since the first period of that game. This is late in the third period, that the Avs had had five shots on goal since the end of the first period. And when I saw that, I got up, I turned the game off, I opened the door, and I just took a walk around outside because this team did not deserve even just a second more of my time. They ultimately finished with nine shots at the end, at, after the first period. They had nine shots in the first period, five shots in the second period, and four shots in the third period. Like... Who, who is this? The Colorado Avalanche mustering a meager 18 shots a game? I'm sorry, but are you fucking kidding me? And looking at just the shots, like, it tells enough of the story. You, the deeper you dig into this game, 
just the more you see how Vegas utterly dominate. Jonathan Marchessault so scores a hat trick in this game. I like I I'm I know I'm going all over the place here, but just to be honest, it's because I don't know what to say. I don't properly have the words to say about this team and their performance. I didn't like anyone in this game. I liked Brandon Saad. That's it. He scored a goal, the only goal of the game, a minute 50 into the game. Looks like things are going to go a lot better. Uh, for some reason, he only plays 13 minutes tonight. I don't know. I, di- I didn't understand breaking up the Saad, Jost, and Nishushkin line. I know it ended up working with Saad getting that goal, but I don't know. It just seems like we're grasping at straws here, and we just... There is no other answer here other than show up to work. Show up to work. There is no fancy line combination that's just going to create a spark in this team and get them back on track. There is nothing that can be said in intermission or before a game. It's just about the team realizing that they're good and are better than the team in front of them and showing up to work. That's it. Just show up. Like, I want the tape of this game played nonstop on the ride to the airport. I want it played nonstop on the plane. I want every single player to have it played on loop on their way home. I want it on every television in every player's house. When they go to practice, I want it up on the Jumbotron. When they're in the locker room, I want it on every possible screen. I just want just the uncut version of this game playing non-stop until game five, until the message gets sent that this is unacceptable. I don't know how it somehow just got lost in translation that a performance like this is acceptable. Make that performance is because this is now the third straight game that you have been thoroughly outplayed by Vegas. And again, Vegas is a very good hockey team. Vegas is not out shooting the Avalanche 35 to 18 good. They're not. They'd tell you that. They're just not. These teams should be equals. So I just play the highlights of this game nonstop until the message gets across. I don't care. Because clearly it's not working. You had Bednar ripping this team in half to the media after game three. That wasn't enough. You had a fucking team meeting before game four talking about the things they need to do better. Apparently that wasn't enough. And the like... I wouldn't be, I'm not mad at the series score itself. In a vacuum, 2-2 two to two is pretty much what I expected coming into this series going into Game 5. What I did not expect was the Avalanche turning into a beer league team, trying to take on the, the Soviet Union at their, at their height. Like, especially watching the first game of this series. Yes, it's clearly an anomaly now, but, like, you don't win 7-1 even against a tired team by accident without being a very good team. But, like, it just... I'm watching these games holding on to some kind of, like, belief that there's just going to be a shift where everything just turns around, and it's just... It never comes. 
Like, I don't, I don't know what to do because I've never seen them play like this. I've never seen them play so poorly, even against Vegas or even in games where they've just been, they played like shit. Because, like, usually at some point they find a way to, like, just bounce back, but they just can't do it here. And it's, like, it's not like Vegas is really, like, playing so unbelievably well that we just can't match them. That's not true at all. We're, like, we're just not execute. Like, this is just a matter of execution. Of, you can't complete a pass. You, there's a guy there wide open, and most of the time, best case scenario, you're putting the puck in his skates if you're not just outright missing him entirely. And, like, the penalties taken in this game, the Patrick Nemeth penalty in the first period after we score that goal, literally less than a minute after we score the goal, we're killing a penalty. The Andre Burakovsky holding penalty against Alex Tuck, horrendous and inexcusable. And Burakovsky, just to focus on him for a second, has not done anything of importance so far in this playoffs, especially nothing to that can even come close to justifying or mitigating that holding penalty on Alex Tuck where he pulls him down by his neck. I don't care what Petrangelo did rushing him afterwards. It doesn't matter to me. Like, the refs had no impact on this game whatsoever for the Avalanche. They did not screw them at all. They have not screwed this team. Like, I didn't like the Kale McCarr interference penalty when the Avs were on a power play in the first period. That was it. I, I mean, you want to talk about power play. Third period, early in the third, Zach Whitecloud puts a puck over the glass, delay a game. Avalanche on the ensuing power play, down 3-1 to one in a crucial period, do not get a shot on goal. And just a few minutes later, Jonathan Marcheseau, hat trick, makes it 4-1. Game is over from there. We're going back to Colorado, tied at two. You know, and I was just, I was having a thought as the time winded down. And I was ready to just shut the game off. It's just like, these are the kind of performances that put a choker label on you. And I know that this series is far from over. The Avalanche can win this series in six, and they just might if they figure this shit out. But if they don't, if they lose this series, this is the kind of performance that, whether you like it or not, starts that conversation. Because I, th I think I said this in one of my first episodes of this show is that if you lose before the second round this year or before the third round it's not cute anymore you've lost all your baby fat you are now the stanley cup favorites you know you go through the first few years you go six games with the president's trophy winners you know it's you know it's adorable has a second wild card team real cute you stole a game in nashville in game five fun little game you can Next year, you, you beat Calgary, the best team in the West, in five games, and you go to all-out war with the Sharks. You go seven games. You win a game six in overtime on home ice to force that game seven, and game seven, you, you just fall a little short. You can argue the refs got in the way a little bit, but you, ju you just fall a little short in a 3-2 loss. And then next year in the bubble... You, you steamroll 
the Arizona Coyotes in the first round. And second round, you lose both your goalies, but you force a Game 7 against Dallas. You lose that in double overtime. You have an excuse. You know what? I think the part that's bothering me here the most, I hadn't even really thought about it until just now, but the Avalanche right now are completely healthy. Like, outside of, like, a few, like, around-the-margins injuries, they're completely healthy. They're missing Kadri from suspension, which is a big thing. But, like, outside of that, they're really not missing anybody. And would Kadri have stopped this? I don't think so. I really don't. Like, you look at the last several years, like, they were the second wildcard team in those first two losses against teams that finished way above them in the standings. Last year, they lose both of their goalies and have to rely on Michael Hutchinson in elimination games. They still force that game seven, down three to one in the series, and get it to overtime. They I mean, they blow the late lead and it goes to overtime, but if you lose this series with the kind of performances that we've seen in the last two games, then the conversation starts. Whether, whether you agree with it or not, it doesn't matter. The conversation starts about, it. can this Avalanche team get it done? I don't know if I would agree with it. I'm just letting you know from experience that this is where the conversation begins. If you can, if like not only if you can't get past Vegas, if they run over you like they've been doing in the last few games. Like, sorry to get dark, but that's just what's going to happen if you, like if this shit doesn't get turned around. That's just the reality of it. You know, and just one other question for the abs. Like, did you think you were done? Like, I'm genuinely asking. Did you think you were done? Did you think you did the heavy lifting already? Did you think this series was over? Because that's, like, the only reasonable explanation that my oaf brain can land on did you think that this series was over did you think you beat them up so bad in game one and survived what they threw at you in game two and you go up two to nothing in the series did you think that it was already over you know i can talk however i want about how they're in great shape in a series uh, they can't believe that I mean, believe it or not, I have no I have no impact on the series whatsoever. They cannot believe that that they go, okay, well, we're gonna win this series now. We're in great shape. Like, did did they think that this series was over? Because they're kind of playing like it. They're kind of playing like it's game forty of the regular season, and you're on like an Eastern road trip, and you're missing a lot of guys, and like, I. I what the hell? What the hell was that? Like, I, I, I just can't even process it. Everyone was just so bad. No one had any time or space with the puck. And the top line, man, the top line just looks like they don't know what to do with the puck. McKinnon has been ineffective. Rantanen has a goal. And Landeskog... I honestly, I can't name a thing that he's done. I can't. That's not a joke. I can't name a thing that he's done. And, like, this this is their effort 
after getting called out by their coach, having a, a whole team meeting the night before as like as a way to address their issues and get everything together heading in to a crucial game four. And this is how they played. Like I'm I'm sorry if I'm if I'm like getting you down here, but I don't know what to I don't know what to tell you, man. Now, I will acknowledge absolutely that this series is not over. They did not just lose a game seven or game six. The series is now tied, even with those horrible performances. The series is now just tied at two, and now it's a best of three. But for the Avalanche to win this series, they need to be a completely different team than the one I am talking about right now. Like if, if on the next episode we're talking about an Avs win, I'm going to be talking about a completely different team than the one I'm talking about right now. This is not the Avalanche. This is not the team that like I've been hyping up all season. This, this like this is an ECHL team. And I just don't understand like the lack of effort and execution. Like this is what you guys have been talking about all season. Like th- like this is the series. Like this is the series against Vegas that we have been waiting for. Since March, essentially, we've known that this was going to happen for a long time. Like, the only question was, oh, well, do they get out of their first round series? The answer was, outside of a little scare and for Vegas and out of Minnesota, the answer was resoundingly yes. And, I mean, this, like, this was supposed to be the game where we see what the Avalanche are made of. They got pushed around in game three. And they got lucky bounces against them. They got dominated, but Vegas got two bounces their way to get them the win. And this was supposed to be the game for the Avs where they wake up and show the world that they are ready for the playoffs. That was a one-off. We are here to win this series, and we are here to win the Cup. And the message that we saw instead was, oh, so they just... Now they're in trouble. They can't handle this. And I hate saying that. Because I don't believe it. I don't believe that's true. But if that's the performance you're going to put in front of me, I'd, I have no choice but to believe that's true. So now we head into game five of this series, tied at two. You're back at home. There's no road excuse. You know, you know the, the famous saying that every... Analyst has after a team loses a game on the road, you say, "Well, you're never truly in trouble in a series until you lose at home." You know, they they said it after Game Two for Vegas, and I it's true for them. Now they're not in trouble; they haven't lost at home. But on the flip side, neither have we. So I don't know. I I'll snap out of my frustration here a little bit and just look at what's to come. We've got Game Five on Tuesday. We're at home. You're not in trouble until you lose at home. You Suddenly you win that game. You're one win away from the third round and a meeting with the Montreal Canadiens, who are up 3 to nothing on the Winnipeg Jets, by the way. That should be plenty of motivation for you to come out of this series, knowing that you almost have a bye into the Stanley Cup Final for whoever wins this series. It's just, but it's also... At the same time, I'm just like I'm still just I'm going back and forth a lot here. Like, thank you if you're 
somehow able to coherently listen to this, but this team shouldn't need extra motivation. They shouldn't need two losses on the road to be like, oh, maybe we need to play better. Like, you had a Game 7 loss in San Jose two years ago, and you had a heartbreaking Game 7 loss to Dallas last season. Like, that should be motivation enough for you to show up in these playoffs and know what it takes. Like, I just don't understand where this, like, hesitation is cut. Like, this mental block that just suddenly got developed out of nowhere. Like, literally during an intermission. That we don't know what we're doing. And, like, like... You got to think about everything, and while you're thinking about it, Vegas has already stripped you of the puck. It's like there just needs to be top-down changes in the way we approach this game. It starts at the top line. Like McKinnon, Ranton, and Landeskog need to be better. Like I don't care that they're putting Mark Stone out against you. Like they shouldn't be able to just defend you all the time. They should be able to limit your chances, not make you completely ineffective, like in a way that you can't even do anything. Like it should, it should be a clash of the titans. Mark Stone, one of the best defensive forwards in the league, and his line going up against what I've been told is the best line in hockey. That's not what I've seen so far. I've seen I've seen the Boston line. With the Bruins, with Marshan, Bergeron, and Pasternak being the best line in hockey so far in these playoffs. I mean, our top line, they've had their games. Like, they've had the their home games where they've been dominant. But they also had games against St. Louis where they weren't there. And now they're having games against Vegas where they're not there. They need to show up again. And, like, there needs to be lineup changes, too. Patrick Nemeth needs to go. And he cannot come back in for the rest of the playoffs. Bo Byram needs to come in. But if you're so insistent on not putting Byram in for some goddamn reason, put Jacob McDonald in instead. Uh, we need more jump in the depth. Alex Newhook has earned a spot in this lineup, and he should be going back in over friggin' Kiefer Sherwood. Kiefer, I, I don't understand why Kiefer Sherwood is playing playoff games for this team. I mean, Carl Soderberg, as bad as he's been, scored a goal in Game 3 that tied the game at 1. I kind of just glossed over that. But, like, he scored a freaking goal. Like, that's going to buy you some time in the lineup. But Nemeth is done. I mean, who knows how this game goes if he doesn't immediately hand them back the momentum. Maybe we build off of that. Like, okay, here we go. And, like... Less than a minute later, we're killing a penalty, and less than six minutes later, he throws a puck right up the middle to them that ties the game. Like, who knows? This might be a completely different game if Nemeth doesn't do that. It also might not be, but now we'll never know. But even just looking at everybody on this team, like, I like I really say like the only guy I especially liked was. Brandon Saad, maybe. A couple guys on the back end. I thought McCarr was fine. Graves, last game was not good for him, but this game, he was good. Devontae's was reliable. Like, he was solid. Not, like, nothing 
flashy or too noticeable, but he's just been solid on defense. Uh, Sam Sam Gerard is ju- is just having a rough series. Like, there's no other way to put it. Gerard is just having a rough time with the Golden Knights, and he looked out of his depth again tonight. And he, the fir- and the first goal in Game Three by William Carlson, like he's just letting Carlson chill there in front of the net. He's not trying very hard to push push him out. And I don't know, Burakovsky was bad, just bad. Like. I don't I don't know. I I was really expecting to get playoff Burakovsky in these playoffs after the way he ended the season. He's still looking for a goal. He's got a couple assists, but that penalty on Alex Tuck was just absolutely brutal and 1000% cannot happen. Like I like I'm almost questioning his future with like we got Sampo Ranta coming up soon. And I don't know, do you, I, I'm not talking about offseason yet. I'm breaking my rule. But just that whole line of Burakovsky, Kompfer, and I mean, they moved Donskoy to the second line. I didn't like that move with Jost. And he, like, on the fourth goal for Vegas, he's just standing around a lot. Like, there's just a lot of blame to go around with this. But he, it's really semantics to look at those other guys. When you look at the top line, Landis Gog, zero shots. McKinnon was completely shut down, and he's been shut down since game one. Rantanen has come close with scoring chances, and he has scored goals. And you know what? He had his ridiculous playoff point streak snapped tonight that had him up there with the likes of Wayne Gretzky in terms of longest playoff point streaks. So you know what? I'll give Ranton in a bit of a break because he's been good. He's been good. He had three shots tonight. He was an inch away from scoring, like, honestly, more than once now that I think about it. he's He at least looks like he's right there. McKinnon has not been. Landis Gog has not been. You know, and I think this team does miss Nazem Kadri. They certainly do. But it's his own fault that he's not there. Yes, you can I you can be mad at Department of Player Safety because their suspensions are inconsistent and you'd be completely correct, but it's no one's fault but Kadri that he's not here to help his team right now. And yeah, he'd make a difference right now. I mean, you you need your second line center whether he's cold or not. Like he just adds more depth to this team to have him here, and he's not here because he couldn't control himself. So he's going to be back. He'll be back for Game 6. There's guaranteed to at least be a Game 6, no matter who takes Game 5. And if one team wins two games in a row here, there's going to be a Game 6, so Kadri's going to be back. But there just needs to be a completely different team on the ice for Game 5 than the one we saw here in games three and four. Just completely different. Not even remotely the same team. Like, I just... It's imme- it's immeasurably disappointing, especially game four. Game three... If, if you win game four, like, game three, you throw that game in the trash. You throw that in the rearview mirror, whatever. We're up three to one with a chance to close out this series at home. And it doesn't matter. But now that you followed that up, that one up with an even worse performance, 
uh, you're, you're in trouble. You're in trouble. And now you need to dig down deep and find a response. You know, this is the playoffs. This was never going to be easy, especially against Vegas. You know, it was fun when we swept St. Louis and after we dominated game one to be like, oh, well, 16-0 and is a possibility. We all knew it wasn't, but like, oh, well, what if? What if they sweep Vegas? They go 8-0. I mean, this was, that was never going to happen. And now here we are. Now we're down in the gutter. We got dragged down there by Vegas. They have taken control of this series, and now the onus falls on us to take back momentum on our home ice and put ourselves up 3-2 to two going to Vegas. If you can't do that, then this team was never as good as we thought they were. And the conversation will start to be had about whether or not this team can get it done. If you lose game five, you're in, needless to say, you are in deep shit going to Vegas with your season on the line. Especially if you put up another performance like that, you might as well not even watch game six because you, you'll know the result. So I always thought that game four was going to be the defining game of this series obviously outside of the whatever the elimination game ends up being here but i if, if i'm right on that then we're fucked cuz that sucked a lot so time to get back to work there's nothing that can be done now now you got to go to practice go to morning skates and screw your brains on right because now you have to win game five. You have to. You have to show up and win the game. If, if like, the thing is, if you show up, you will win. When you have shown up against any team so far this season, you have won 99% of the time. Marc-Andre Fleury has been incredibly beatable in this series. Marc-Andre Fleury has not been standing on his head one bit. I think tonight might have been the first time he was over a 900 since like game four against Minnesota, he had he had a couple he had like two games where he was exactly nine hundred. I think game three was one of them, but he's been very beatable in this series. You can beat Mark Andre Fleury. He and he gave up a ton of rebounds tonight too. Like I'm I'm actually very frustrated at that that we couldn't take advantage of that either. Like in this game, Fleury was a nine forty four, seventeen saves on eighteen shots, whatever. Game three, he's a 900. Game two, he's an 880. Game seven against Minnesota, he's a 900. Game six against Minnesota, he's an 875. Like, that's not world beater numbers. You can beat this guy. Flurry doesn't even come up in the conversation of this game because he's just been there and decent. But nothing that the Avalanche can't beat when they put a good shot on goal or if they just crash the net. Like, it all comes down to just simple things, effort and execution. If you start executing your passes and start playing your game, you're going to win this series. It's just that simple. The fact that I've even talked about this for almost 45 minutes now is completely asinine because it just comes down to that. If you try a little harder, get out of your own head and start executing what you're trying to do and executing on being the team that you know you are and that you have been the entire season, you will win the series. So now focus shifts to game five. 
Now you have to get the job done. I mean, this series defines the entire season. If we lose this series, the, this entire season has been a waste. It's, like, it's what I've said since March. Like, it's, it felt like nothing matters until you get to the second round and play Vegas. And so far, I'm completely right. Because if you blow this series, nothing that came before matters. If you win this series, on the other side, you're going to have the Montreal Canadiens waiting for you, who coming into this playoffs were, in my opinion, the worst team in the tournament. And now they might come out of the terrible North Division. And then after that, you have the Stanley Cup Final. Yeah, I'd say this series pretty much defines your season. And you'd be in a very good spot after that. I still think whoever wins this series wins the Cup. Because, like I've talked about before, like you're going you're gonna to have Montreal next round. And then you're going to have whoever comes out of... Those series between New York, Boston, Tampa, and Carolina. So, that's about all I have really in me. I mean, I feel like this game just, like, sucked the life out of me. Like, just sucked every last ounce of energy out of my soul. Because it was just disheartening. But, got tomorrow, and... Most of, well, I mean, I guess today, by the time you're listening to this, they got today and most of the day tomorrow to prepare for game five. And, I mean, looking at the series ahead, got at most three games left. And this series is going to be wrapped up by Saturday. I mean, there's only one more episode I've got during this series, No, even if it goes a full seven. Like, after Game 5, I'll record on Wednesday and release the episode on Thursday. And I wouldn't record again until Sunday. Game 7, if it goes that far, would be on Saturday. So, we've got three games left at most. Tuesday, Thursday, and Saturday. So, time to get back to work. And time to prove that this team is for real and that you can get it done. Because I believe they can. I did not watch this Colorado Avalanche team all season and believe now after three straight bad performances that now they're fucked and they can't do it. I don't believe that. And I won't believe it until this team is done. But I do know that these games have been unacceptable. Ever since game one, your performances have not been good enough. You got away with one. I was really hoping and banking on the fact that those two goals in 45 seconds from Vegas in Game 3 would be enough to snap the team out of mediocrity. Because sometimes that's what you need. You just get complacent and you need a wake-up call. And it wasn't enough. So maybe getting blown out 5-1 to one and now being on the ropes will wake you up. And if it doesn't wake you up, then we're wasting our time here anyway. So, that's about it for this episode. Thank you so much for tuning in. If you actually made it to the end and were able to stick through that incoherent rant, God bless you, honestly. God bless you. God bless your soul. So that's it for this episode. Follow me on Twitter, at NHL, and follow the show, at TellItAvs. It is 
If you have any questions you'd like answered before the next episode, send them to the Teledabs it is or mine. There are DMs, and I will be sure to answer them on the next show. I have been your host, Griffin Youngs. Thank you so much for tuning in, and I will catch you all next time when Game 5 is in the books. You might be getting a repeat of this episode or a much lighter one. Let's hope for a much lighter one in that so that we can go to Vegas with a 3-2 series lead and the opportunity to close this series out. I will catch you all next time.